send out men and spy out the land of Canaan. One man per tribe. So Pirish Rashi Rashi explains, Shalach Lufa, send to you, what does that mean, Lacha, to you? Lada'atcha, according to your own opinion. Hashem says to Moshe, if you want to do this, then send. In a Yadua, it is known, that Eretz Yisrael refers to, represents, Davin. The Kamosha Kath, because it says, Pasuk in Malachim, they shall Davin to you Hashem by way of their land. And we all know that we face eastward, face toward Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, our Abayas, when we daven. And the idea is that the tefillahs go to there and from there up to Shemayim. So just Eretz Yisrael, of the many things that it is for us, one thing that he is identifying it here with is tefillah. So he wants to relate these psukim to Davini and Avodas Hashem through Tefillah. It's known that which the Gemara says in Zavachim, Eretz Yisroel Gavoa Mikol says, The land of Israel is higher than all the lands. Kiyodua, because it is known, Shedze Iker Avodas Ha'odam, Bekadei Shulataher Atzmo Lihiyos Nifshat Mikol Bechinos Hagashmiv, as we've discussed several times already from the Peleoid, that the essential avoda of a person is to sanctify themselves and purify themselves so that we are stripped of our physicality is to say, not that we become not human, but that our human needs are fulfilled in a way which is not animalistic or self-centered. So to strip ourselves from the physicality. And to sanctify ourselves in those things that are permitted. Now we can look at that phrase from Chachamimah Maimra Chazal, that Eretz Yisrael is above all other lands. Sheish HaYisraeli, a Jewish person, Sorich Lekadesh Asma B'Mutrilo, must sanctify themselves with permitted things and not get, you might say, sunk into the world of satisfying pleasures, even if there are permissible ways of doing that. Ad Sheyihiya Gavoa Umushad Mikola Artsia, that we are trying to be above all that which is physicality. And above here meanings to sanctify it and to live in a way which directs that toward the spiritual. 
v'zehu ha-pirushol v'hispalu elacha derech artsan. Now going back to that pasuk that they will dive into you by means of this land of Eretz Yisrael. She'ikra avodas hatfila hilahagia bitfil libechina tispashtu sagashmi. Our avoda in davening is also to reach a level where we are during that period of time you might say unaware of or removed from lifted off from our physical nature during those times of davening the person actually becomes uh, they shed they shed and they strip themselves of the physicality that dictates so much of our life by a person speaking words of davening from the very depths of their heart, to reach a level of great passion and closeness to God, and to express this desire, the kind of, you might say, lift off of our physicality and reach great closeness to God. And that's the concept of Eretz Yisrael being higher than all the land. So the way he's learning that is Eretz Yisrael is davening. It means davening Tashem because we daven Tashem by means of Eretz Yisrael. So davening must be gavoa mikol haratzos, over and above all that is physical, uh, our more our more base drives and desires, and that's al derechrem is what that means. Eretz Yisrael is above all the other things. The davening is a state of mind, a state of being, where we rise above our artsies, our physicality. Tefila is also a bonding, not just a prayer, right? It's a bonding, so when we're facing Yerushalayim, so we could say that, that we're bonding ourselves with God through Yerushalayim, mm-hmm. the I same thing, a, you know? I think that's an accurate statement, <clears throat> yeah. We're connecting to our Kodesh Baruch through Eretz Yisrael. Yes, I always thought it was interesting because uh, you say this uh, Chazal, but actually the lowest point in the whole world is the Dead Sea. Right. Okay. Physically, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it sounds like a spirit. Right. So, you know, looking at it in this way, it doesn't mean that it, it has the greatest altitude. Right. But it's referring to the spiritual, thing, the spiritual accomplishment. Got it. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so So if you look at Eric's Israel being at the top of the world, then it's the highest point. Right? But then there's a lot yeah. of the Torah that we have on Tibishnah, and all of the Geshe Bin Rana, flow from the Israel right. to, to, to the rest of the land, to the lowest. Right. Right. Very good. Okay. Vehine haderach sheyizkeh ha'adam libechinas tefillah. 
Okay, now that we know that this is our aspiration to reach such a level of closeness to God that we are, for those moments, stripped of our more base nature, how do you get there? How do you get to that point? Amrup Hazal, so he quotes the Hachamim and probably the most often quoted Hazals in this Sefer, quotes them all the time. One should not rise to Davin except out of a state of Kovid Rosh, which in general means seriousness about what one's doing. And secondly, one should not rise to Davin except out of Simcha, the joy of a mitzvah. They're both of the, those two things simultaneously. Sorry. And And from out of a decided, clear halacha, what that means is that if a person is in the midst of, of learning and they come off of the topic that they're not settled with, they're still in the middle of it, so your mind is all over the place and you don't have a feeling of being miyusha, that's not a good way to go into davening because you're just not settled. So you do so do, you go into davening through a halacha psukha, a clear, settled halacha, and that way you have that clarity and stability. Hilly has something? Okay. I have a question. Yes. There's, there's times when I, in the morning before work, I, I try to daven, and um, there's times when I feel like my mind is wandering, and I think it's popping my head. How do you just put everything aside? None of us are ever have that. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. You are very strange, Jay, you know? That's always the old guy. That's the tough crowd, Jay. That's just the nature of davening. When, when we get up to daven, then, spiritually speaking, we're about to do something that's very important. So, whenever we are about to do something that's important spiritually. We will have other forces in the world that oppose that. And that's when they attack. That's when they go into battle, battle mode. And one of their greatest um, weapons is to have a person think about other things and their thoughts wander. That's part of the nature of going into davening. And davening is called a, a, a battle because of this. So some of the things that we're going to look at now may help. And for some people, it helps to just take a moment, literally one moment, and just clear your mind before you dive in as an act of discipline. If you're about to dive in and you realize your head's in business or your head's somewhere else, just stop for a moment and consciously pull back. And sometimes even to tell ourselves, Okay, I know I need to think about that. I have to be a little tricky. I know I need to think about that. I'm going to think about it later. Because if we say, I'm not going to think about that, period, then our Yesahara will not necessarily be satisfied with that. But if you, if you use tachbulas, um, which are methods, techniques, yeah, okay, uh, this is important, but, but not now. Right now I need, I need to dive in. So that's one thing. And another thing is to um, try to focus on the simple meaning of the words. 
And by focusing on the simple meaning of the words, our mind gets connected to the tefillah and disconnected from the worldly thoughts that we may be involved in. We can't really go right in with profound and you know awesome thoughts. We have to work our way up to that. But what we can do is just connect. What does that word mean? Baruch, Atta. And get our mind on that track. And then by being on that track, it's not on the other track that we were before. So those are two techniques that you might want to give a try. But, but if you're in Shimon Esrei, you really can't stop it. You could. Okay. If you're in Shimon Esrei and you find your mind somewhere else, you can pause. You can just pause, for, realize what's happening, pause for a moment, get yourself back into the paragraph, and then go from there. It's even brought down like that in the halakha. That's what a person should do if they find that happening in feeling. Yes, right. If you're waiting for a Yushu Vadaas to settle the mind, then you'll never get started. Right. So, uh, and despite these statements, uh, there's an obligation to have a certain path. Right. So, but a person can say, I'll never live. So he's got to that, yeah, that we can't write. you got, you got to dive in anyway. And we're on the it says, uh, you know, it's really in a dangerous place, whatever it is. They right. The desert. Right. Uh, and I mentioned about there's a donkey in Kamwa, that example, but, but it's like a materialistic thing, small Right. Kamwa. So you're just involved, but you got to dive. you got to dive. And whatever level that you can, even right. despite these things, still right. That's right. I agree. Otherwise, like you said, we'll never end up diving. Well, I'm just going to suggest for Jay is that uh, in the uh, transcript that Brooklyn made of Rabbi Tversky's tape, he discusses this very issue. Right. Maybe we have one still. There's a nice transcript that my wife uh, typed out or put out in the computer about Tefillah from our Rebbe, so we can find that we have it. Are there still a couple okay. there? Yeah. There's still some scattered. Okay. You can take it. You can take it. Like our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Avram Tversky has a book out yes. on Tefillah. Right. And he, he says an interesting thing there that uh, that it talks about preparation, you know, what we've been talking about also, Hachana, the preparing. He says he says he, he, he gives some kind of muscle, you know, about uh, somebody who's ready to do work on their uh, on painting. And they have to first prepare the surface. They have to scrape away the old things and prepare the surface in order to then paint, in order to make it stick. He says, like that in davening, we got to scrape away all our own problems and, and the things that are coming into our mind. And it's not a, like, you know, of course it's not going to be 100%, but we have to work at it. Right? The preparation. By doing that, even for a minute, just by visualizing, you know, kicking that thought out, you know, for a second, you just go on because you can't fight it. And um, we, we have, have a to lot prepare. To you know, it's like preparing yeah. anything. We have a lot to gain from that uh, preparation for Tefillah. We really go into davening too quickly, and it's a good, a good thing to try and improve. Okay, so we got those three hazals. Kovid Rosh, Simcha Shal Mitzvah, and Halacha Pesukah. Ubahachana Sagimel Devorim Elu. Yiske Haodam Bibachinas Tefila Kuroi. With these three things, 
going into davening like this, we can be zochet to a proper tefillah. First comes kovid rosh, that means seriousness, an awareness of the gravity of what we're about to do. Shamora al hachnoa, as the Rav says, that's a person submitting. They're giving themselves over to God. That's where we start. What's he referring to? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure which edition that is, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think Josh is right. It would be, it would be that right there in, in Brachos, yeah. That's where it should be. And this is for a person to reflect before davening and to make a cheshbon hanefesh, that's an accounting, of everything that they do. A person knows what they have done. Perhaps I've taken, walked down some paths that are dark. And has distanced themselves from dark, from the light of a Kaddish Baruch So says this seriousness is to begin a certain kind of introspection that has to do with where we're lacking in our Avodah Hashem, and the things that we have done that have taken us away from God. The Yitam Marirus Benafsho Mizeh. And he said, even to the point where it's a little bitter, Kira Umar Azavcha, and that it is a bad feeling, it's a bitter feeling that we have left Hashem. The Yagiya Lagodil Hachna Mishiflus, and down that path, one reaches a level of submission to be humble before God, because we realize our own frailty and our own shortcomings. Vihine, now here's a critical point in human uh, nature and in a modus Hashem. The MS, achar kozeh, following that kind of introspection when we're looking at our shortcomings, yochochas v'shalom lipo ba'atzvitz, a person could take that too far and they could end up in depression. The person takes that mode and they really go too far with it, they're going to start to come down on themselves. Lomar chas v'sholem noash, to say, God forbid, there's no hope. Look at what I've done, look who I am, I, I, I have no hope, there's no hope for me. And at that point, we're not involved in a Bodhis session anymore. Now we're involved in another kind of self-centered process, which is self-pity. And that's where we got to stop. So that can take us even to worse places. Now he says something I think is very profound. To get involved in things that are self-indulgent. Literally um, extra, extra, superfluous. And all that is sadness is going to be something extra. Now, his, this is the idea, I believe. 
When a person feels that badly about themselves, right? anything to fill that hole, anything, alcohol, drugs, sex, anything, Porsche. just, what's that? A Porsche. A Porsche. <laughs> that's, the best. that's the best of the ones. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> all of those things, a person could really, we know what this is about, this is where a lot of addictive behavior uh, is, is rooted in and self-indulgent, it's really trying to cure the pain. It's all about trying to cure that pain and put a salve on it. Just pour it in and pour it in and pour it in to make ourselves feel better, but we know it ain't working because really it's, it's not addressing the real problem. That's so profound that that step of depression leads to self-indulgence. And that's what he means when he says that from there, will be Nimshof Achar Mosros. So he's focusing here not only on the despondency and the feeling of lack of self-worth and futility that one has, but even following that, what does an individual do then to try and fill that hole? It's not always positive. And that's where we got to be careful. So therefore, V'ho'etzo lozeh, Amru Chazal, the Chachamim said, Ein omdin l'hispalo elomitov simcha shomitzvah. Remember that half. Want to get up to David? Has to be from joy, from happiness. When we reach that point of humility, submission, and we know I can't go any further, that's as far as I can go without being self destructive. Remember at that point, we are the children of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. As we have said in Davin Shachas, we are your nation, B'nei B'risecha, B'nei Avraham, etc. Shehema Shoresh Bechinas Chesed Gevura Tiferes Bechinas Chesed Din Rachamim. They are the source of all the Midos, Tovos in the world. V'yaura Rachamim Rabi Malnafsho, another important concept, to seek compassion on oneself and to awaken compassion on oneself at that point. Otherwise, we're going to go down the drain. But at that point, shift gears. A person has to be somewhat in control of their emotion and their introspection to do this. is not easy. But to shift gears there and say, okay, I, I now I realize my shortcomings. I did that. Now, time to focus on the beautiful human being that God made me and that I'm the children of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and all the Midos, Tovos flow through them to me, and I'm capable of all those things, and have Rachmanis on ourselves, Rachmim on ourselves. Lemur, Masayagiu, Maasei, Lemaasei, Maasei, Lemaasei, Avosai, Velo Yomar, Noaz, Hazushon. For a person to be uplifted and say, I want to be like those people. I don't want to be forlorn and in a state of futility. Adarabha Yachazekis Asma, but to strengthen himself. God remembers the deeds of our great forefathers, Ubavada Yurachem Alav, and certainly Hashem will have compassion on us. So through this now one creates thirst, a spiritual thirst. Lihios Rotsa, Lihios Nifshat Mehageshem, to want to move away from that self centered physical state. The Zehush Simcha Shal Mitzvah. So there, 
in that state, one realizes the disadvantages of being a physical person and how those self-indulgences can really take us down the wrong path. I'd like to rise above that. I want to be the Avram Yitzhak the Yaakov. And that thirst to rise above the frailties of being a physical being creates a desire to be mifshat for those moments, so to speak, separated by our, from our physicality. Not completely, that's not our, our way, but to the extent that we're able to focus on a kodesh I would, uh, I could imagine that the used to say that it means to touch not to reach because to reach we can we can just to make contact with what they were on this question that you're asking very nice what was the over race race Robin you know, you, you, you said that the, uh, in the Pasuk for Mishle, the Kolatsa, the Yeh Moser. That relates to being Moser, like you mentioned Moser. It is the same word, um, but um, it's not the, the same meaning. Now, uh, let me just break it down to the Shorish. The first one is the Russian of Yud Tuf Resh, and that's more than. Yosir, Yisron, Mosros. And Mutter is uh, a lashon of being untied, of being free. And that is um, either Memtaf Resh or maybe. Also Resh. I don't, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same Shoresh. I mean that you're, you're going out of something. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same shorish. What is the shorish of mutter? Heter, nitar, matir, asurim. I want to say it's memtav resh. Well, no. I think it's nuntav resh, because mazik is, is a conjugation of nezek, nun, zayim, poop. So matir is probably nun, tav, Probably, I think it's Nuntuk Reish. So it's close, but not quite right. the same show. It's really right. different. Right. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Rob? This, um, getting beyond the physicality and also um, not being attached to the clock also, which is an aspect of physicality? I would say so, yeah. Um, is this, so like the early Hasidim was the, I don't think so, because I think that the Misnagan would agree with this principle. If he's past well, history, but I'm saying in the early, uh, early No, the the concept of he's past to Sagashmi is, is runs throughout all streams. It's in the Shulchanur. So that particular one, I don't I don't think there's Mahlokas there. Certainly regarding Zamane Tfila there were Mahlokas. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know that it comes from here. I just don't know. I'm not sure that this is the 
the source of that uh, anharga. Okay. Some of them tell me I'm Robert Clifford told me the Maya that the Sabra Rabbi Zakhanda Ratha was once dogging late. So somebody said to one of his Hasidim, doesn't the Sabra know what's written in the Shofanara? That's the first big statement. Yeah, really. <laughs> so probably the greatest man of the generation. So the Hasid responded back to him, of course he does, and he also knows everything else that's not written in the Shofanara. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do we do that? Yeah. Okay, so Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Mitzvah Hula Shon Hiskashrus. Shabuzeh Shem Mekashir Atzmo Bizahusa Avos. So mitzvah, as is brought down in Sifrei Hasidus, is a lashon of connecting. His kashrus, sabsa means to bind. So simcha shal mitzvah is the joy of being miskasher, of being bound to Hakadosh Baruch Hu through the zechus zavos. From out of that state, one comes to a psakhalacha, a conclusion, which is that I would, I want to change myself. That says for the better. To sanctify myself in those things that are permitted to me. That's the concept of a clear, clearly paskined, decided halacha. Which follows the seriousness and the joy, one reaches halacha psuka, and he says that's the concept of a decision to change. That's a very intriguing thought. So first there's humility and recognizing our shortcoming. Then there's joy that God allows me to dive into him where I come from, arousing compassion on myself, and then there's a desire to be close, and from there is a desire to change. Because I know that that's really where it all lies. If I can change, even if it's just a little bit, then I can get closer. If I can get closer, all of that, that pattern that I had before is either reversed or it's greatly affected. We can change by just being consciously working on it yeah, it's, it's a total, it's you're helped through this whole thing. Right. Right. There's no, I have to do all this and sooner or later maybe I'll feel a change. The first step, the thought of what you're doing is a, is a, 
change in itself, and, and everything else you do is a, is a change. But sooner or later you wake up and you realize you're changed. No, no. Now that's a different kind of change though, because what you're talking about is the subtle change that occurs to a person by submitting to this process, which is, I, th I think is true. And the kind of change that he's talking about is a decision. It's a conscious decision that one reaches as a result of these two previous steps, humility and joy, or submission and joy. I have to change my deeds. So one really is thinking now, in concrete, clear terms, I have to better myself. That's, that's the halakha psukha he's referring to. Okay. All of these three things, they come to us through Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Das, he's a collective knowledge of Kla Yisrael. The Das Sovel Beis Perushim, the word Das can mean two things. Lashon Shavira, very interesting insight he brings here. The word Das can mean to break. Kamoshukasu Vayoda Bohemes Anshe Sukas. This is in Shoftim when Gidon was uh, fighting the, the two kings, Zeva and Salmuna, and the people of a nearby place, Anshe Sukas, wouldn't help him. So he said to them that after he takes care of those two kings, he's going to come, come back and he's going to break them and thrash them with thorns and thistles. So that's what it says, by Yoda Bohem, he broke them. He came back, he talked and defeated those two kings, and he went back to the Anshe Sukkos and he thrashed them. He, bro he broke them with um, these thorns. So there is a lushan of vayoda, which is das, to break. That's, an, that's more of an, an unknown, uh, I should say, a lesser known meaning of the word das. Well, isn't it also the, the idea to break knowledge is to break things down to categories? Well, if, that's more like analysis, right? Right. Right? And I don't think that's what that's he means what here. That's more the koach of bina. And he's talking about a different kind of Shavira here, as, as we'll see in a moment. The more well-known uh, meaning of Das is to be so close to something, an intimate knowledge of something. As it says, Adam knew his wife, it's referring to marital relations. The Torah calls that Das because you gain an intimate knowledge of each other. So the first one is Shavira, and the second one is Iskash. Yes, sir. I'm using the idea in the uh, first time that something is introduced in the temple is the right? So is there, a, is there a, um, a means to say from that that if there are two meanings of the word charge like God's, so that the first meaning you know, I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. In terms of the way people relate to the word us, I'd like to answer yes, yeah. because we all think about it in terms of this one. 
So now we'll do, we won't be able to finish the mimer, but we'll t- finish up this section of it. Bechina shavira, when it talks about shavira to be broken, moru al bechinas kovid rosh. That's the first step: seriousness, humility. Shahu ba mitzad hisbonenus bedat bedato b'chopra temasav magiali bechinas lev nishbar. When one reflects upon their deeds and they come to a state of brokenheartedness. Hmm. That's the Shvira he's referring so to. So maybe it's more like breaking through. A breakthrough is yeah. a good way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Then there's a second lashon of binding. That's stage two, the joy of a mitzvah, because mitzvah means to connect. By joining ourselves to we are the children of Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov and building up our self-esteem and self-worth through that. And that brings us joy. So we don't fall into depression. And to remember and have trust in God that God doesn't allow any soul to wander away from him. Because God um, always remembers the deeds of our others. This all comes from Das, which I was referring to before, that this, this presumes that we have a certain kind of control of this process, that right now I'm going to give myself over to introspection and realizing my shortcomings. I'm going to be machria, das, here he's using as a lesson of decision. I'm going to get close to that way. Then, v'acharkach machria, I'm going to direct myself, l'tov, l'smoach v'simchas hanefesh, to make myself glad and joyous. So in that respect, he's assuming here that we have that control, that we're not going to go down that slippery slope and just keep going. Then the other kind of das is a kind of das that spreads through all of our midos. That's called the halacha psukha where our conclusions, our convictions, spread through all of our personality. To make a decision to change for the better, to cease from using our midos for bad, and to arrive at that land which is above all other lands, Eretz Yisrael, meaning that place which is above our physicality and able to direct our physicality. Now at that point he gets going to plug it in back into the Pesuki Meshulach Lecha, but we don't have to do that part. I mean, we, don't, we do, but we don't have time to do that part. And that's the crux of the mind we're there. Yourself to the, the sense of the cloud, the cloud of Jewish history, the cloud of mission that 
printed into being. And then you arrive at a, a, a Lanka Pasuka, a clear path that, you know, for an individual to walk on walk as somebody connected with, with the mission of the others. Very nice. There's a story that um, I remember when I was a Shiva Bacher in Yisrael, and there was a man, I don't remember his name, I think it was from Yechezkel, but I forgot his last name. And there was a kolal of Eretz Yisrael who would learn in front. They were like 35, 40. They were learning their whole lives. That's all they did. Beautiful men. And one time after Seder, I was speaking to one of them. He was born in B'nai Brak, raised in B'nai Brak. He said that when he was 17, he had a certain uh, mashbear-like crisis, and uh, he was uh, feeling really down. So he went to the Chazanish to talk to him about it, and he presented himself and what was bothering him. And he said, the Chazanish looked at him, and he said, Hashem, you have chosen us from all nations. So he said, recognizing that he was to focus on something great and something lofty, that he is part of the Jewish people. That's this idea. But we're B'nai Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov, and to awaken and to kindle that within ourselves and to get get in touch with that. Have a good day, Ashokar.